Remember the 90s, when MTV still played music videos, when people still bought physical copies of albums, and when legendary musicians like Kurt Cobain and Dimebag Daryl still walked the earth? Well, now you can once again relive that decade every week on KBGA because your favorite 90s radio show, Sounds Like Teen Spirit, is back and better than ever. It's still the best show on KBGA to hear artists like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Sublime, Megadeth, Primus, and more. Again, that's Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Now on Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m., only on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. channels off their 1999 album no gods no managers welcome to the award-winning sounds like teen spirit on 89.9 kbga missoula i'm your unctuous host ian this episode packs in music from the likes of therapy days of the new rush chris cornell public enemy the dandy warhols chumbawamba the b-52s coolio and me first in the gimme gimmies Plus, I'm going to be reviewing and playing a song apiece from the new Lit album, Tastes Like Gold, released on June 17th 
the new Collective Soul album, Vibrating, released on August 12th, and the new Goo Goo Dolls album, Chaos and Bloom, also released on the 12th. I'll start with Collective Soul. Collective Soul have been on a roll with their last few albums, as the band themselves have put it. Following the release of 2009's Self-Titled, aka no one's favorite Collective Soul album, the band sort of stalled out for a little while and shed a couple members. However, after recruiting new drummer Johnny Rabb and new lead guitarist Jesse Triplett, Collective Soul rebounded with the 2015 release of See What You Started By Continuing, an album many have hailed as a return to form for the band. They followed it up with the equally solid 2019 album Blood, and now, just a few years later, they've followed that one up with the brand new album Vibrating. Funny story about this one, actually. It was originally meant to be released in 2020 as essentially a second disc to Blood after Collective Souls management discouraged them from doing a straight-up double album. But then COVID happened, plans got changed, and the album ended up gathering dust on a shelf. However, a couple years later, the band dusted it off, realized they had something good there, and reworked it into its own standalone record for 2022. Knowing its origin story, I gotta say that checks out, because vibrating really does feel like a continuation of blood. The songs seem to have come from the same headspace, and what's more, the two albums are structured very similarly. Both Blood and Vibrating pretty much front-load all of their rockers and then gradually progress almost linearly downward in tempo as they go. The one-two punch of Cut the Chord and Reason that kicks off Vibrating is equivalent to Blood's opening salvo of Now's the Time, Over Me, and Crushed. For both albums, next comes a phase of mid-tempo rockers, the beginning of which is signaled by the album's lead single. In the case of Vibrating, that would be All Our Pieces, a decent but ultimately uninspired choice for lead single, sounding almost as if it was written specifically for that purpose. The next song, Take, is undeniably better, striking a fine balance between grungy rock riffing and sentimental sweetness. The one after that, Undone, walks the same tightrope but with more wild juxtaposition. There is something of a dark undercurrent to the song's verses, accentuated by some Days of the New-esque acoustic strings, which almost jarringly give way to another of frontman Ed Rowland's signature soaring choruses. The second half of Vibrating basically compiles all the album's ballads and semi-ballads, and although it could stand to benefit from the occasional shot of adrenaline, much like Blood's second half, there's more nuance and variation among the songs here than I may appear to be letting on. For instance, A Conversation With is a somewhat jaunty piano-driven tune that sees Roland channeling his inner David Bowie. Just Looking Around rides along a dirty, bluesy groove highly reminiscent of the Black Crows. Closing track Where Do I Go brings back those familiar violin strings heard on such 90s collective soul hits as The World I Know and Needs. And spacious five-and-a-half-minute penultimate track, Back Again, is a breath of fresh air as Vibrating's only full-on ballad, making it the album's counterpart to Blood's lone ballad, Changed, which also wasn't its closing track. Overall, Vibrating doesn't quite make as strong of a first impression as Blood, since its highlights aren't quite as impactful, but I believe it's a little more consistent and will prove itself to have higher memorability and replayability in time. Some may call it safe, but they may also call it stable, and it ultimately extends the collective soul resurgence that began in the mid-2010s. 
Alright, next I'm going to play one of the album's standout tracks, the aforementioned mid-tempo rocker, Take. Enjoy! The mirror shows Reflections of a man I've never known His heart and all emotions are in tow Homeward bound but nowhere to go From cloud to cloud Waiting for some knowledge to hit ground Living in lives lost and found
This portion of KBGA is brought to you by Imagination Brewing Company. By supporting over 1,700 community events in its educational center, Imagination brews handcrafted beer to make a positive impact on Missoula and beyond. For more information about what's on tap, weekly live music offerings, or to reserve the center, call 406-926-1251 or visit imaginationbrewing.com. Yeah. 
time to get tuned up. Hold on to your lug nuts, it's time for an overhaul! 889.9 Well, I must have a door in the back of my head. Dump out all that crap so I can just feel solid again No more sitting around thinking about your hair Cause I must have a door in the back of my Back of my head
That was Bush with The Disease of the Dancing Cats off their 1999 album, The Science of Things. Bush is going to be delivering another new studio album pretty soon. The upcoming album is titled The Art of Survival, and it's scheduled for release on October 7th. This will be Bush's ninth album overall, and their fifth post-reunion album thus far. Bush have been reliably cranking out new albums every two to three years since reuniting in 2010, starting with 2011's The Sea of Memories, and this next one represents their quickest turnaround yet amid their second wave, arriving a mere 27 months after 2020's The Kingdom. In regards to the impetus behind their latest, Bush frontman Gavin Rossdale has said, I think the nature of life is the art of survival. Everyone is being tested all the time, but we find a way. In recent memory, we've made major strides and shown great resilience in the face of war, endless instances of racism, gender politics, a pandemic, and a melting pot of what we've experienced. For me, the art of survival encompasses all of this. On paper, it seems like this will be Bush's most politically-minded album yet, though the track list, which includes out-there song titles along the lines of Heavy as the Ocean, Shark Bite, and Kiss Me I'm Dead, doesn't necessarily appear to affirm that notion. On the other hand, the lead single, More Than Machines, is about the breakdown of humanity in a world that's becoming increasingly dependent on AI and robots, and it even manages to include a pointed lyric supporting women's reproductive rights just a mere month following the controversial reversal of Roe v. Wade in America. Musically speaking, the song is driven by a pummeling, quasi-industrial riff and very much takes after the heavier direction of the previous Bush album, which is fitting given that The Art of Survival brings back producers Eric Ron and Tyler Bates, who co-produced 2020's The Kingdom along with the band. Bates, who co-wrote several songs with Gavin Rossdale for The Kingdom, has also co-written two songs with him for this one. It hasn't yet been confirmed which two, but I have a hunch that one of them is the lead single. That one most certainly has Bates's stamp all over it. I will of course be reviewing and playing from The Art of Survival on an upcoming episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so keep those ears peeled. Anyway, before Bush, I played Solid by the Dandy Warhols off their 2000 album 13 Tales from Urban Bohemia. Have It All by the Foo Fighters off their 2002 album One by One. Ooh La La by Coolio off his 1997 album My Soul. Meat Abstract by Therapy off their 1991 album Baby Teeth. And Mr. Cab Driver by Lenny Kravitz off his 1989 album Let Love Rule. Once again, you're listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen-spirit. Alright, in addition to Bush, fellow British rockers The Cult will be releasing a new album on October 7th, titled Under the Midnight Sun. It'll be the band's 11th album overall, and their first since Hidden City from early 2016. The album's title was inspired by a real-world phenomenon called Midnight Sun, where for a period during the summer months in places north of the Arctic Circle and south of the Antarctic Circle, the sun remains in the sky even at night. The cult experienced this phenomenon firsthand when they played the Provincerock Festival in Finland back in 1986. 
As frontman Ian Asbury recounts, It's three in the morning, the sun's up, and there's all these beautiful people in this halcyon moment. People are laying on the grass, making out, drinking, smoking. There were rows of flowers at the front of the stage from the performances earlier that evening. It was an incredible moment. This image would come back to stick in Asbury's mind after quarantine left him with nothing else to do but write for the new album. When the world stopped, I had this moment to write in real time, to calculate. I was compelled by this vision, this anomaly, this memory of being under the midnight sun, he said. Astbury has described the underlying theme of the album as follows. At the core of it all, music contains the vibrational frequency of how we once communicated before we could even speak. Bird songs, animal calls, string theory, quantum physics, psychedelics. The record ultimately is about finding and uniting beauty in those strangely natural moments. Honestly, I'm not entirely sure what he means by that or how it'll translate into the music on this album, but it sure does sound like something Ian Asbury would say. Anyway, the lead single from Under the Midnight Sun is Give Me Mercy, and this one is dark and melodic like a lot of the cult's more recent material, but it also features songwriting elements reminiscent of their 1991 album Ceremony, which was an undeniable precursor to this current direction the band is traveling in. I, for one, am excited to finally have a new cult album after nearly seven years, and will be sure to review and play from it on Sounds Like Teen Spirit following its release. In the meantime, here's the cult with True Believers, off their 2001 album Beyond Good and Evil. Your lies. 
Yo, what's up? This is Afro Man. Hey, this is Bass Nectar. We're the Dodging Mountain Man. The Hood Internet. Hey, this is Michael Franti. This is Dude F O Infected Mushroom. And we are from the band. And you're listening to KBGA Missoula.
F G H I J K B G A L O F O S T U V X Y Your Z. Enough is enough, is enough, is enough. 
The newest, the hottest, the most overproduced crap you've ever heard. All on KBGA Missoula. I love my cousin, she was waving that dope man 
Chili Peppers with Here Ever After off their 2022 album Unlimited Love. The Red Hot Chili Peppers may have just released Unlimited Love, their first album in roughly six years, in April, but would you believe their next one is practically right around the corner? Yeah, I'm having a hard time believing it myself, but it's true. Last month, the Chili Peppers announced another new album for 2022. This one has been titled Return of the Dream Canteen, and it's scheduled for release on October 14th. This is no doubt an unprecedented move by the Chili Peppers, who typically make us wait for a bit between albums, but perhaps we should have seen it coming, as the band actually foreshadowed it back in February. Hot on the heels of Unlimited Love's announcement, the band gave an exclusive interview to NME where frontman Anthony Kiedis remarked, We're going to put out music by the handful, literally. Don't be surprised if another wheelbarrow of songs comes your way in the near future. We have a lot of ish to turn people onto. Guitarist John Frusciante then elaborated that there was a loose plan in place for a follow-up to Unlimited Love, and that this album, quote, has a relaxed energy that's distinct from the intensity of the record that we've made here. The songs on Return of the Dream Canteen were born from the same sessions as those on Unlimited Love, and the two albums are intended to function as companions to one another. According to drummer Chad Smith, the band's reunion with Frusciante sparked an eruption of new material, and they ended up liking all of it so much that they went ahead and finished every last song and made plans for two separate albums even before Unlimited Love was finalized. We thought, these go together here, and these go together there, and look, we've got two things, both great, said Smith. What's more, Return of the Dream Canteen is every bit as meaty as Unlimited Love, which bestowed upon us a whopping 17 tracks totaling over 73 minutes. This next one's also got 17 songs, and its overall length is even longer, pushing past 75 minutes, with only four songs that fall below the four-minute mark. Oh, and it turns out one of its songs happens to be titled Handful, which adds cheeky new meaning to Kiedis' earlier comment about releasing music by the literal handful. The album's lead single, Tip of My Tongue, came out a little over a week ago, and it's an interesting beast for sure. It's this warped, groovy, P-Funk style number with elements of psychedelia and hip-hop. It sort of reminds me of some of the more experimental tracks on Unlimited Love, but it's ultimately its own thing altogether. It's an undeniable attention-grabber of a song, and its position at the very start of the new album has me curious as to all the enticing strangeness it could be leading off. Naturally, I'm going to review and play from Return of the Dream Canteen on a future episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit, so just try to stay alive till then, huh? Anyway, before the Peppers, I played D7 by Nirvana off their 2009 live album, Live at Reading. Enough is Enough by Chumbawamba featuring Credit to the Nation off their 1994 album Anarchy. Hard School by Guns N' Roses off their 2022 EP of the same name. March of the Pigs by Nine Inch Nails off the 1994 album The Downward Spiral. Rough Day by Days of the New off the 2000 soundtrack to Heavy Metal 2000. And I Can't Be Counted On by The Meat Puppets off their 1987 album Huevos. You're still listening to Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. To like this show on Facebook, go to facebook.com SLTS2. And to hear this and other episodes of the program after the broadcast, go to kbga.org teen spirit. All right, next I'm going to review and play a song from the new lit album, Tastes Like Gold. 
So, it turns out that while I was bemoaning the apparent lack of new Summertime releases from 90s artists during my last episode, I was unwittingly overlooking a new album from Lit that came out in June. I was aware that Lit had issued a new single last year and that they'd be releasing a new album sometime in 2022, but that had slipped my mind for a while, and when I suddenly remembered and thought to check back on it, I found that said album had been out for two months already. I guess being overlooked is just par for the course for Lit, though. Lit are best known for their platinum-certified 1999 album, A Place in the Sun, and its three hit singles, My Own Worst Enemy, Ziploc, and Miserable, but mostly just the first one. And outside of that fleeting window of late 90s, early 2000s popularity, the general public never paid them much mind. But Lit have been kicking around this whole time, and although their album releases have gotten more sporadic since the mid-aughts, they're still channeling inspiration from new sources and fine-tuning their sound even today, as evidenced by their latest, 2022's Tastes Like Gold. The album starts out on strong footing with that 2021 single, Yeah Yeah Yeah, an incredibly infectious burst of pop-punk energy that sounds unmistakably like Lit, but at the same time, modernized and refreshed. In fact, it may have set too high a bar for the rest of the album to meet. There are certainly other highlights over the course of Tastes Like Gold, but none that leave as big of an impression or beckon as much replay as that lead-off track, with one possible exception, as you'll get to hear shortly. Those other highlights include fairly catchy single Mouth Shut, featuring guest drummer Adrian Young of No Doubt, exemplary pop-punk gems Kicked Off the Plane and Get Out of My Song, the uncannily Weezer-esque title track, and the album's closing cover of Let's Go by The Cars, which convincingly transcribes the late 70s hit with contemporary instrumentation and sensibilities, as well as ups its tempo. By and large, Tastes Like Gold aligns itself much closer with the lit you remember from yesteryear than the band's previous album, 2017's These Are The Days. That album implemented country rock elements, and the end result sounded like a completely different band, but this one keeps its feet firmly planted in the buoyant pop-punk territory that is Lit's wheelhouse. In a recent interview, guitarist Jeremy Popoff disclosed that although they had written a lot more country-ish material, the band decided on making a deliberate effort to take their seventh album back to Lit's roots. However, while there's no denying that Tastes Like Gold is a major stride in the right direction, it's not exactly the same as before. The album largely sheds the grunge elements present in the band's earlier releases, and instead draws a palpable amount of influence from modern-day pop-punk artists and albums, such as Machine Gun Kelly and the latest Blink-182 effort, 2019's Nine. The hallmarks of those contemporary releases, the notably poppy production, the application of synth, and the emo hooks, are all present here. Ultimately, it's an approach that agrees rather well with Lit, as their signature sound still shines through on most tracks. However, there are nonetheless a handful of songs that come across as generic and forgettable. Overall, though, Tastes Like Gold does a reasonably good job keeping things varied from song to song, and it proves to be a competent pop-punk album that ought to appease fans of both lit and the genre. Alright, next I'm going to play what I believe to be among the catchiest songs on the album. This one's been stuck in my head intermittently over these past couple weeks, and now my earworm could be your earworm too. Here is that aforementioned Weezer-esque title track. Enjoy!
can need it Water, pour me a glass of wine Some say that, some say that I should have known I say that, I say it tasted like gold You keep me up and you keep me alone Maybe it's better that way Fell in love when I met you That was just part of your plan This is Silver Sprocket, host of Something Else, live every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. right here on KBGA Missoula 89.9 FM. I feature avant-garde, electroacoustic, free jazz, and more creative music every week. You'll get to hear advanced new releases straight from the artists and record labels before anybody else, and extensive interviews with the artists themselves. How about you give Something Else a try? Live every Wednesday, from 8 to 10 p.m. on KBGA Missoula, 89.9 FM, and streaming at kbga.org.
for the guiding hand of fate. I don't believe in forever, but love has a mystical state. I don't believe in the stars or the planets or angels watching from above. But I believe there's a ghost of a chance we can find someone to love. But make it
Some do a bit from 
on the ten, but I never did, and plus I never been. I'm on a tier with no tears should ever fall. Self blocked and locked, I never clock it, y'all. Cause time and time again, time they got me serving to those to them. I'm not a citizen, but ever when I catch a CO, sleeping on the job, my plan is on go ahead. I want to strength, I'ma tell you the deal. I got nothing to lose, cause I'm going for the steal.
don't shame, my wife just left today I bet you think that I'm the only reason I don't get out, my life's a bore and no one ever calls I drink alone, that's how I spend my evening I'm alright, I'm okay well, I don't need your sympathy their 2012 EP, Stairway to Hell. Ugly Kid Joe fell off the radar for a while following the release of their 2015 comeback album, Uglier Than They Used to Be. But now, roughly seven years after the fact, they have suddenly re-emerged with a new album on the horizon. This next one, only their fifth proper studio album to date, is titled Rad Wings of Destiny and scheduled for release on October 21st. Thus far, three singles have been issued from the album, and each one shows off a markedly different side of Ugly Kid Joe. The lead single, That Ain't Livin', finds the band in full party-time rock and roll mode, and in fact very strongly resembles an ACDC song. The main riff is exactly the sort of thing you could imagine hearing Angus Young play, and frontman Whitfield Crane's vocals are somewhere between Bon Scott and Brian Johnson. 
I can't help but notice that all the lead singles from Ugly Kid Joe's post-reunion efforts to date have sounded far more like other artists than the band that supposedly recorded them. I recall the lead single from Uglier Than They Used To Be was highly reminiscent of the Foo Fighters, particularly their late 90s hit Learn To Fly, and the one from the Stairway To Hell EP sounded like a cut from one of Ozzy Osbourne's then-recent solo albums, with Crane even channeling Ozzy's singing voice about as authentically as anyone ever has. Honestly, I wasn't too impressed by any of those lead singles and prefer the songs where Ugly Kid Joe demonstrate their outside influences while still remaining rooted in their own sound and style. Sure, I like me some ACDC, but that's what I've got the actual ACDC for. In this instance, it seems like Ugly Kid Joe deliberately set out to make an ACDC song as opposed to an Ugly Kid Joe song with ACDC vibes. Anyway, the second single from Rad Wings of Destiny was Kill the Pain, a moody power ballad that embodies the early 2000s post-grunge scene defined by bands like Chevelle and Stone Sour. This one builds in intensity as it goes, eventually erupting into a flurry of guitar solos towards the end. Finally, the most recent single was Long Road, a country-tinged mid-tempo rocker in a similar vein to the early 90s Ugly Kid Joe single Busy Bee. This one might actually be my favorite of the three, as Crane achieves a pretty solid vocal rhythm on the track. So at this point, the singles from Rad Wings of Destiny are pointing towards a real grab bag of an album, and that's quite alright, because Ugly Kid Joe albums have always been grab bags anyway. It's kind of their thing. I realize I must sound like a broken record at this point, but you can expect to hear my review and a song from the new album on a future episode of Sounds Like Teen Spirit. Anyway, before Ugly Kid Joe, I played Our Time in the Universe by Chris Cornell off his 2015 album Higher Truth, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos by Public Enemy off their 1988 album It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry by Me First and the Gimme Gimmies off their 2006 album Love Their Country, Ghost of a Chance by Rush off their 1991 album Roll the Bones, and Revolution Earth by the B-52s, off their 1992 album Good Stuff. And that about wraps up a compulsory edition of Sounds Like Teen Spirit on 89.9 KBGA Missoula. I've been your host, Ian. Well, folks, this is almost certainly the last time this year you'll have to wait five weeks between new episodes. Now that fall is approaching, I'm about to get busy. As promised last year, I'm still planning on a new Halloween episode for 2022, though be forewarned, it'll be a different kind of Halloween show from what you've come to expect. I also intend to put out two other episodes between now and that last Sunday in October, and I'm shooting to have the first of those ready in just three weeks' time. For now, I'll be closing out this episode by reviewing and playing from the new Goo Goo Dolls album, Chaos in Bloom. Despite the global pandemic and everything else going on around it these past few years, the Goo Goo Dolls haven't faltered one iota in terms of productivity. The band adapted to pandemic life more easily than most and made all the necessary adjustments without needing to power down their engine on even a temporary basis, delivering their latest album right on schedule in accordance with the three-year cycle they've been on since 2010 and also managing to put out a few bonus releases in between this album and 2019's Miracle Pill. 
Although 2022's Chaos in Bloom is technically a shining example of a pandemic record, and much of its lyrics, particularly on sixth track Going Crazy, were directly inspired by all the uncertainty and upheaval of modern times, the album really doesn't seem like it was the least bit hampered by COVID-imposed restrictions. Determined to make as authentic a record as they could amid the circumstances, the Goo Goo Dolls rented Dreamland Studios, a residential recording studio located in the wilderness of upstate New York near the Woodstock site, and lived there for two months while banging out the new album. During that time, they limited their interactions with the outside world to staff at the local diner and kept album personnel down to a minimum, with frontman John Resnick producing almost the entire thing himself. The end result is a surprisingly ambitious and full-fledged sounding record, despite clocking in at less than 40 minutes. Musically speaking, Chaos and Bloom continues with the modern pop influence found on other recent Goo Goo Dolls albums, but ultimately there's a bit more reconciling it with the band's vintage sound on this outing. The opening track and lead single, Yeah, I Like You, an energetic and anthemic number predominantly driven by traditional rock instruments, sets a nice precedent for the rest of the album to follow, though it doesn't exactly follow it at all times. Other notable songs include the aforementioned Going Crazy, arguably the most urgent song on the album as well as the one that's most in touch with classic Goo Goo Dolls, let the Sun, a rather Pink Floydian tune that spends about two-thirds of its runtime as a sparse acoustic ballad before erupting into a soaring crescendo, Day After Day, which is undeniably poppy in its production and instrumentation but still clearly employs the band's mid-90s songwriting sensibilities beneath all the gloss, and Past Mistakes, one of two songs on the album sung by founding bassist Robbie Takak, which owes a great deal of debt to 80s goth rock, i.e. The Smiths, Joy Division, and Concrete Blonde. Alas, not everything the band tries on Chaos and Bloom works in the album's favor. For instance, Save Me From Myself leans too far out into pop territory for my liking, and forgettable piano ballad and second single You Are The Answer is something of a momentum killer. That being said, I feel Chaos and Bloom is overall a slightly stronger album than 2019's Miracle Pill. Its highlights may not quite reach the same heights, but it ultimately maintains a more elevated baseline of consistency, and oh god, that's essentially the same thing I said of the new Collective Soul album a couple hours ago, isn't it? Ah, well, that should happen sometimes. Alright, this last song I'm gonna play is perhaps the grandest one on the album. This is the album's second track, and it very much extends and builds upon the vibes put out by the opener and lead single. The song is simply titled, War. Auf Wiedersehen!
Can't let you go